Hello, hello, hello out there. Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Let's Talk with the Good Doctor and Healthier Minds. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Talley, and I'm so excited that you decided to listen to my podcast today. But not only just listen to it, please share this podcast with another brother, with another sister, with someone who really, really can benefit. Because this life journey that we're experiencing is really blowing my mind. I mean, 2023 is starting off with a bang, 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 bang. And we have so much going on in this world that sometimes our past trauma can come back up. So today we're going to talk about how to cope with being triggered. I'm going to give you just a little mini guide on how to cope with being triggered. And I want you to share this mini guide with someone else. So here we go, sis. What does it actually mean to be triggered? Think about that. Being triggered means you're experiencing past pain in the present moment. And it can feel like you're having a big emotional reaction that is disproportionated to what's really going on. Let me give you an example. Maybe your partner forgets to buy the kind of bread you like and out of nowhere you feel overwhelmed with sadness or anger. You might think to yourself, it's just bread, Lisa. You know, I have been that way before. And I had to tell myself, it's just bread. So why am I making such a big deal out of this? But if you did a little digging, just a little bit, exploration, you might discover it's not actually about the bread. <laughs> no, honey, it's not about the bread. It might be about the child, the childhood pattern of being denied the things that we enjoy. Or perhaps you're experiencing some unprocessed sadness about not being listened to by your parent. So why was I triggered? You see, as adults, we typically become triggered by experiences that are reminiscent of old painful feelings. It's like the reopening of a wound that hasn't had a chance to heal. You know, you remember when we used to get the Band-Aid put on and say, I don't want that Band-Aid, and we'd snatch it off, and when you snatch it off, it starts back bleeding. Well, that's 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 what we're talking about. That That's what triggered experiences feel. So you might get angry when you, when you think you're being told what to do if you felt controlled in the past. You might get anxious whenever someone isn't there for you if you had emotional, unavailable parents. And then you might panic when you're in a situation over which you have no control if you have a history of feeling helplessness. So why does being triggered feel so awful? Sis, why does it feel so awful? Because when we experience a trigger, our body kicks off a complex process of self-protection that readies us for for three possible actions. They are fight, flight, or freeze. And our adrenaline spikes. And then our stress hormones, like cortisol, go everywhere. It goes 
throughout our bodies. It goes to our brain. And once our stress hormones are released, we often lose touch with our healthy coping skills. And then we succumb to reacting rather than responding. So how do you identify your triggers? Identifying our triggers is a three-step process. So here it is. If you have enough time, get your notepads. If you don't, come back and listen and share this podcast today. The first one is, notice the internal shift. It's not always easy to recognize what triggered us. Our heightened emotions and dysregulated nervous system can make it difficult to really pinpoint what exactly stimulated such a strong response. To identify your trigger, sis, go back. Go back and try to find the moment when you went from okay to not being okay. What felt upsetting to you? Uh, was it a comment from your, your your husband? Was it a comment from your boss? Was it the story that on the news that everybody is reading and talking about? Was it a text from a friend? And then number two, name your feelings. The next step is to notice how you feel when you were triggered. Did you feel sad? Did you feel anxious? Were you scared? Were you angry? You see, one way to become attuned to our feelings is to notice the sensations in our body, how we're feeling. And many emotional experiences start in our body. That's why it's good for us to know our body. So it starts in the body before moving into the consciousness of awareness. For example, sadness may feel like a heaviness in your chest. And shame may feel like a pit in your stomach. I I know you felt like that before. So, number three, understand the trigger. This is the good one. This is the key to understand the trigger. Get to the root of your triggers by asking yourself the following questions. When in my life have I experienced something like this before? What does it remind me of? Are the feelings familiar? What thoughts come with those emotions? Is there a specific event from my childhood that stirred up similar emotions? And number four, ways to self-regulate when you're triggered. One thing I do, and quite often, I take a deep sigh or a deep breath. I breathe in and I breathe out. When I start to feel like my emotions are about to take off on a roller coaster ride, take a few seconds, sis, to slow it down. Take a few seconds to breathe, to calm your body. Breathe in deeply, a deep sigh. It's your body's brain natural way to release the tension and reset our nervous system. Then another way to self-regulate when you are triggered, take a breather, take a breath. It can be difficult to be objective when we are triggered. So remember that it's okay to step away, 
It's okay to remove yourself from a situation for a moment to let yourself calm down. It's okay to put yourself in time out. You can end the conversation. You can put your phone down. You can walk away from the computer. Whatever you need to do, sis. Whatever you need to do to refocus and rebalance yourself. And then my favorite of all, journaling. I'll say it again and again and again. Journaling. When we are triggered, our thoughts can run a riot in our head. So it can be useful to give them a place to live. Journaling can help us release the stuck emotions and make sense of our thoughts and feelings. Just write whatever comes to your mind. Accept your feelings. As the saying goes, you gotta feel it to heal it. Let me say that one more time. My professor told me, remember Lisa, you gotta feel it to heal it. So be gentle with yourself and try to stay as non-judgmental as possible about your feelings, sis. Often our triggers gives us the opportunity to do something, to do some more grieving or to heal some things from the past that need to be dealt with, that we have just decided I'm not going to deal with this. So I hope that these little tidbits that I've given you on how to identify your triggers and how uh, to to, to re-regulate yourself with this three-step process. Notice the internal shift because it's always easy to recognize what triggered us. But until next time, until next time, sis, know your triggers. Know why you were triggered. What does it actually mean to be triggered? Why does triggering feel so awful? How can I identify my triggers? Name my feelings. Understand the triggers. Take a deep sigh. Take a breather. Take a break. Put the phone down. Stop the conversation. Whatever you need to do to refocus and rebalance. Until next time, sis, know that I'm standing in the gap for my sisters and my brothers that cannot stand for themselves. Thank you again. I love you all. Protect your mind. Protect your mind. This is Let's Talk with a Good Doctor and Healthier Minds.